You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my with J-Dubs and Rocky. And Nora. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock in Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Happy Hump Day! Welcome back, Rocky. Ooh, I know I missed back. you. You did not miss me. Of course Come I did. It. Yeah, yeah. But okay. now I'm missing my other mom. I know. I know. Nor I didn't sit in your chair. Yeah, she's if, probably. Yeah, listening, if you're listening, I didn't sit in your I chair. I want my chair back. Well, we I, left it. I got to check in with her you. because her daughter had surgery. Hopefully, everything went well. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Yeah. So, but we're, we're thinking of you, Nora. So. We miss you, and you guys are in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, so, Rocky, you were gone on last week. Yeah, well, it was two weeks ago now because yeah. we didn't have the show last week. I forgot. It feels oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I oh, know, it has been two weeks. I know, okay. it has been. So how was your trip? Tell it was us where good. you went. I What'd went you to do? South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. It was my second year. Mm-hmm. So we had a blast. So I got to see a lot of friends and played a really cool show. And uh, yeah, so we had we just had yeah. a lot of fun. And um, Easy to God from yep. New York saw was Easy there. Easy to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend and Alejandro, performed. who's... Uh, He's from here. Okay. Uh, he works here, but we actually ran into each other on the street, which was kind of funny. Um, he's just like, walk, he's like, Rocky. And I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> so we what? made lots of friends. So, and- okay. So I've been to Nashville many mm-hmm. times. Never been to Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Nothing like Nashville. It isn't? No. <laughs> oh, okay. And South by Southwest is nothing. Like, I, like you would, I thought it would be mostly country music because it is yeah. in Austin, Texas. And I was expecting a lot. You don't feel like you're in Texas. Okay. To me, when you're there, mm-hmm. I guess, because I've never been to other parts of Texas, so okay. I just expected it to be differently. Right. But it is awesome. Like, it's such a cool event. And um, South by Southwest is three weeks. So oh, it is? So it's a week of tech, a week of film, and a week of music. And it's- Wow, really? Yeah, it's like basically like a networking festival. Well, so it's, is it like in the downtown area? Yeah, it's in the downtown it... area. Like, it's on 6th Street. It takes up two streets, 6th Street and Rainy Street. Okay. Down there, which this year we went over to Rainy Street, which I had never been to Are there before. performances in the street? Is it um, there's, It's not really over? in the street. It's every venue has performances. Like, every So bar, inside. Yeah. So I mean, not like Nashville where they're outside just no. playing. So you don't see musicians just playing on the street with guitar? Uh, Kind of. Mm-hmm. It's not like that, though. It's mostly hip-hop and, it, like, really? house music. Yeah. 
Um, I there I saw a few like rock groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I saw a single country act. Really? And I just may not have been in those spots because we played mostly like hip hop shows. But um, yeah, so it was. I was really surprised. I I didn't see any country. That doesn't mean it wasn't there. I just right. didn't see it. Right. So. Wow. But, um. So. Yeah. So, but it was fun though. We saw a lot of. What was the highlight? Um. I don't know. I think playing was definitely a lot of fun and I met a lot of really cool people. Um, we had a really cool Uber driver one night. <laughs> you did? Um, yeah, who was just a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, it was just like the whole thing was really cool. I mean, it's just a, it's a fun experience cool. and connect and interesting. Um, yeah, next year I'd like to go to some of the conferences and stuff. So are the conferences but, things you sign up for, like classes? Uh, or? Yeah, you, but you have to be like an official, like, Oh. Like you get the badge and you get into any conference and oh, okay. class and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's a cool. Well, good for cool you. Event. Yeah, I think that's great. You guys want. I think it's great you do that. And you know, I mean, it's part of your business. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you take yeah get into everything that that it has to offer. Yeah, it's funny that you say that most of that's hip hop. So I don't know if you heard about this new study, um, that this uh, Swiss um, cheese maker. Like cheese that okay. you eat. Like cheese. I love yeah. cheese. Did um, a, a research with Bern University, and um, he's studying the effects of music on cheese, like the wheels of cheese. <laughs> no, seriously. This is this is real. Like they okay. thought he was crazy, but they talked about how um, they, they had a um, controlled study mm-hmm. where, you know, there were um, some cheeses listened to racks, some wheels of cheese. Uh, listen to pop, and some of them listened to hip hop, and some of them were in silent in silence, uh-huh. so their their area had no music. And then they did private taste testing, and the results just came out in merge. The study they they wrote about this last year in November, and oh gosh, the results, and they found that hip hop apparently ages the cheese better. And, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny? And this is that serious. Is awesome. This is serious. All so, right, so I might make some uh, hip hop beats for cheese. Yeah, for cheese. I, I changed mean, my uh, path here a little isn't bit. Isn't that funny? But I wonder um, if this for is, good mozzarella. Y- yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> I I just wonder if it's um, subjective because before he did the study, he said he was hoping that it was going to be hip hop that really <laughs> improved the flavor of cheese. <laughs> so um, that is really funny. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Here's the but here's what I thought of. You know the power of musicians, the power of music. Yeah, and now we're just getting into different industries. Now I mean, you're music affecting is... how cheese. It's next. It's going to be wine. Well, oh, you should yeah. test that at home. Oh, for we'll take that study on ourselves. Don't yeah. worry, guys. Yeah. Okay, I'll <laughs> get it and, yeah. and let I'll you know. I'll make it. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, speaking of the power of musicians, we we have um, a very powerful musician in the house here. Oh, what a cheesy segue so, that was! Oh, no, man, it wasn't. you set me up. No, <laughs> just say cheese. Just say cheese. So. It was a Gouda segue. Yeah, good. Oh, All right, there you go. All right, and you are listening to the Nooner Show. We appreciate your support, and we hope that you get inspired to take your leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and uh, follow us on the Nooner Show at the Nooner Show. If 
This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Using your talent to enrich the lives of others is of the highest purpose. Often discovering your purpose comes mm-hmm. from unexpected events. Like many young friends, Mark Speck, Steve Weiser, and Bill Bladder formed a rock band with the intent of living the rock star life. However, after some life-altering events, the band changed their course of their mission. Instead of allowing the rock music scene to define their career path, they took, looked within themselves and defined who they wanted to be. Their choice was to serve a greater importance by using their talents to make a moral and positive impact on society. Today, the award-winning popular Christian rock band Sweet Crystal has a simple mission of reaching the world one song at a time. Unlike most bands who have a life cycle of about three to five years, these three high school buddies have been playing together for over 40 years. With the addition of their newest member, that's a standing ovation. (laughs) We got Stan. They remain together in the pursuit of their message. Welcome to the Nooner Nooner Show. Show. Sweet Crystal. Uh, Mark Andrew Speck. Ma'am, you know what? That write-up that I read was so... Good. It's probably Aww. some of the best PR I've Aww. heard on the band. In wow. long time. I grabbed it. I stuck it up on our webpage. Aww. I added it to our email blast. I gave you thank credit you. for it. Oh, but I'll tell you, you what, it was, I wanted to see the band after I read that. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. And who else do we have here with And this you? is my lovely wife. 39 years coming up. Oh. This is Jan. Yeah. Hi, everybody. You are so cute Jan. together, too. Oh, like, really you really are. You oh look amazing, <laughs> and you're just, your energy you really is do. so amazing. Mm. Yeah, We're going to have another show on that. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. thanks to Top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. He can be on your commercial. I know. Right? Put him on there. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the show. First Thank of all, you. congratulations. Uh, uh, Rocky mentioned uh, award-winning. You already have 18. Is that right? That is correct. And we feel pretty blessed. Of the Detroit Music Awards, the Detroit Awards, Music Awards. We feel very blessed about that. We yeah. really... We didn't start taking that part of our our career seriously till about ten years ago. We had we had played for thirty years doing the bar scene, and then we kind of got out of doing the live shows for a while and went into soundtracks and that. And about ten years ago, we were asked by a veteran friend of ours if we wanted to play his first inaugural vet fest, which was basically for helping uh, homeless veterans in Wayne, Michigan. Oh wow! So we hadn't played out. In a long time, and as a fa- I never really thought we were ever going to play out live again. But because of Russ Ooh. Barnett asking us that, we put the band, the live show, back together. Finished a whole CD worth of music that has just been sitting around for a decade. Wow! And we came out and started playing. And since that point, we've been playing more now. Wow! In this aspect of our lives than we did when we were young, and it's very, very cool because now we do it for a Wounded Warrior Project. We do it for veterans mm-hmm. organizations. We basically go out and play for the benefit of other people. We don't. Wow. We try not to just go out and say, "Hey, it's Sweet Crystal, come see us." We like yeah. to go out and say, "We're going to play here in order to raise awareness, support, or whatever we can for people or organizations." And because of Russ asking us to do that, exactly. we've been back out, and since then we've won eighteen. Outstanding gospel Christian, every category Jeez. you got, and we're up wow. for six more this year. So. Right. Congratulations. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Sweet Crystal. Well, the three of us, Steve, Bill, and I, mm-hmm. got together right after high school. And so that was many decades ago. We started out, as the intro said, not thinking about being anything other than rock and roll stars. And that's mm-hmm. what we did. And we lived that lifestyle for about a decade. And then Right as I met my wife here, it turned out that I had a hole in one of my vocal cords that I was wow. born with. 
I didn't know about it. It was called a congenital cyst. And the more I sang, the more I played, the harder it got for me to do what we were doing, which was we're basically playing seven nights a week, four or five sets a night. Wow. We made, made a living at it, six and a half mm-hmm. tons of gear, four-man road crew, and wow. that's who wow. we were. But as it turned out, the, the doctor said, I can go in there and sculpt a new edge to your vocal cord and get rid of that thing because it's mm-hmm. always going to be agitated. So I said, sure. Mm-hmm. So we went in. We had a backup our lead singer that we hired for a while. Six weeks after the surgery, I still couldn't talk. I couldn't sing. I didn't oh, know what was wow. happening. Went back in. I asked him about it. I said, when can I sing again? And he just looked at me and said, what do you mean sing? I go, I told you I'm the lead singer of a band. And he goes, Oh, I thought you were the leader of a band, an older gentleman. He goes, I thought you were a band leader. I never would have done that surgery if I knew you needed your oh, voice for a living. And it was really that point where I basically had to fall to the ground and just go, Lord, what is this all about? Wow. And it came to me at that point that I need to commit myself more. At that point, we were, I hate to say playing with religion, but, you know, mm-hmm. God was showing us things to do. And I, you know, I said... All right, I just got to give it over because there's nothing I could do at this point. Wow. And here I am 30 was, years later going. So hey. was that when you when you shifted? Yes, I You're, shifted wholeheartedly into it. And I told the guys in the band, there were five of us at that point, mm-hmm. And I just said, this is the direction I'm going. I, I'm no longer going to sing the Queen, the Aerosmith and all mm-hmm. the stuff that we were doing. I said, we're just going to sing stuff that I, is in my range, but also that I think is going to be pleasing to God because I, I told him I would give it over if he'd get me through this. Wow. And the other people in the band disappeared and Bill and Steve, you know, God bless them, stayed right there. He said, wow. sounds perfect to us. And here we wow. are. And now, that's what now, we're doing. So define Christian rock. You know what it is? It's interesting because we don't, we don't, promote ourselves as a Christian band. We're just a band of Christians. Basically what it is, is it has a positive message to the songs, you know, but being a Christian is not all, you know, sunshine and lollipops. I so like based, that, that you said that. Yeah. Right. We're, a, we're, a, we're not a Christian band. We're a band of Christians. Right. I, I like I, that. I do That's too. very cool. Do, we yeah. have a common belief. We just mm-hmm. know, we know that there's more than this life, but mm-hmm. what we do in this life can make or break who you are and make or break other people. You can be a, a negative influence to people or right. a positive influence. Mm-hmm. So we like to say we write songs that if you're if you're in the dark, we can show you where the light is. Yeah. If you're hopeless, we can give you some hope. Pretty much we've been through every nasty thing you probably, not you personally, but you have been through. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. we know that there is a light at the end of every tunnel. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need somebody to be there going, just keep coming, just keep coming, just keep coming because right. there's, there's a place to go. Right. So that's to us is what a Christian – a Christian band is, That's you know, great. and Christian music now has all those genres yeah. that they didn't right. used to have. There's right. country yeah. Christian, there's well, pop. And, it, and there's, there's so much crossover. You can't, yeah. exactly. I mean, you don't really know. Yeah. So all we just try to do is leave the listener of a Sweet Crystal song feeling better about the experience after it's done. I mean, we wow. may write about a few dark things, but it always ends up in a positive light. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I try to keep a smile on my face. If it makes me feel comfortable after I've sung it, then I'm hoping who's ever hearing it mm-hmm. will feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah. How long did it take you to to uh, start singing after that surgery? Uh, I'd say about a year. Oh wow, really? Yeah, we had a we had a, a real good friend of ours who sang with us, and we were making a living as mm-hmm. a cover band, you know. Mm-hmm. But it just took that long before I felt com- and. I hate to tell you, I don't feel confident about it today. I still, oh. I still am at times going. I'm just curious: is my voice going to hold out? Is it? Gonna, but yeah. so far, God's been good, and I don't, wow. I don't push it. You know, I yeah. don't, I don't play five nights a week. I, you know, mm-hmm. we play out maybe. Well, I shouldn't say it this week. I'm playing three times. Oh, are you? <laughs> I, play, I play once a month, except yeah. for this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but well, so I, we just don't do what we used to have to do, and mm-hmm. it's nice that the guys are are very much comfortable with that as yeah. well. Yeah. I want to know. So at that time, because I feel like, um, like 
I guess Christian music or whatever kind of genre like was kind of a new newer thing. I don't think it's Did been it around exist that long. At that yeah. time? No, you know what? That's a very good that's a very good question. Except for some sort of underground bands that out of Nashville of all places mm-hmm. because that was where it really is the focal point of Christian music now. Uh, there was no there were no Christian music radio stations. It was all, you know, Catholic radio, you know, mm-hmm. it was all messages and, and yeah. pastors and that kind of stuff. But there was no place for bands that were trying to do that message to play. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until sometime in late 80s, probably 84, 85, that WMUZ out of Detroit had a, a Christian rock radio program on Saturday night from 11, no, from 7 to 9. And the first thing that I heard when they broadcast that was a song uh, written by Carrie Livgren, who's mm-hmm. in Kansas. But the singer of the song was Ronnie James Dio yes. from freaking, you know, Black Sabbath wow. or Blackmore's Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, and it was Ronnie James singing this uh, to live for the King oh, song. And it was, wonderful. it was rock metal. And I, yeah. we heard that and I said, that's what we're doing. This wow. is, this is showing me that other people are doing what we're doing. Wow. And so that really sparked us at that point. We just said, you know what? This is where we're going to go. This is where we're going to stay. So you weren't worried at all about taking that risk and, um, because Detroit, I mean, at that time there was nothing no, like that. No, you know, what was interesting is we started incorporating more and more originals into our live show. And mm-hmm. there was a place in Westland that we played called the Studio Lounge, which was a huge hangout back in the day. And one night when we were playing, the lead singer from Nazareth came in and we met him and stuff. And, and he said, I'd get up and sing with you. So we got up and did people get ready with this, you know, famous voice, you know? And after that, we just realized everybody is open to, to, Mm -hmm. to singing and hearing this. And what was fun about like the studio lounge at the end of one of our sets where it was mostly originals, we had kids and I should say kids because we're all a little older than people that would come out, would come up to us and say, are you talking about God? And it would open the door for us as individuals to just sit down and go, yeah, this is what he did for me. This is what we got through. And mm-hmm. so that wow. just showed me that there was a hunger for it. Whether you right. know it or not, everybody needs to fill something in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, and a right. lot of times it's with wine, which is yeah. very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, a lot of times it's with other things. Yeah. But uh, in the long run, uh, God can fill every missing part that you yeah. have. It's just you don't always know it because – a lot of us have gone through bad times with religion or organized mm-hmm. religion or churches or other right. Christians, mm-hmm. you right. know, so it's a tough because people are just people. So right. all we can do is point the way, open the door, and it's it's really God's job to take it from there. Mm-hmm. All we can do is just be a signpost going, hey, there it is. Yeah. So were you nervous transitioning into this new realm with like your fan base that you had built? No, um, I'm more nervous today. I didn't know what today was. Gonna... <laughs> today here? Uh, yeah, today here. I'm oh, no. Go, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to say? Uh, you know what? No, I never thought about it. Just wow. because it had been such a life-altering mm-hmm. transformation in my life, I just said, you know, this is what I got to do. I, yeah. I can't. And, and you know it had put in your and heart. And after a while, I said, I can't go up and play these bars and just at the end of the night go, you know, tequila shot specials, uh, you know, last call, make sure you get your drinks in before you go home. I said, man, we're going to kill people. You know, wow. with our testimony here, although they need to hear what we have to say. But I said, I, we just can't do this anymore. So the guys all agreed. I said, let's just let's just stop doing this. Let's start working on other projects and start being an original band, start doing Sweet Crystal as a Christian band. And that's that's what changed it around. And we kind of got out of the, I'd say 9 to 5, but it would be 9 to 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, so. and so how 
was the name of the band Sweet Crystal? Yeah, it before? was right, right okay, from the so very you, beginning. Okay. Yeah, that was actually named after my bow constrictor in high school. I had a, <laughs> I had a bow constrictor named Crystal. Was, oh boy, yeah, but <laughs> I it's, love it. It's kind of a pointless story now. <laughs> but luckily for us, we found references to both Sweet and Crystal in the Book of Revelation, talking about the water of life that comes out from underneath the throne of God. Wow. So I said, so God knew even back then. He said, Yeah, yeah it's stupid now, what... but hang on to it because yeah, we can yeah. use it later. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's a great name. Yeah. Well, so what's the secret to keeping a band together for 40 years. What's the secret ingredient? I'm, that's Same thing for keeping a marriage together 39 years. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that too. You know what? If you always put the other person's needs, wants, and desires first, and they do the same thing, it, everything just works. I mean, it's not that there are no conflicts, but everything just works. Right. And whatever Steve and Bill want to do with a song, we'll try it. It, it may not end up how it ends up, but I... To me, the best musician in the band, forgive me, Steve, is Bill, the guitar player. <laughs> I mean, and everything I write, I write with thinking of him in mind, even though I do the bulk of the writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I never think of that. I got to make sure this is a big keyboard song. Well, they're all big keyboard songs because I got a lot of keyboards, but mm-hmm. it's always Bill's playing that makes it shine. Steve's a, Steve's a metronome as a drummer. So, you know, I re- have to rely on him to keep me in, in time. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference is I always defer to what it is they want and they, always defer to my final judgment when I go, you know what, we should do this with this and it's all it just has never been an issue with the three of us. So there's no ego no, in, there in the way, which and is we get together unusual. every weekend. Every weekend we do you? we've been doing it for forty years and we really? still get together. Wow. And the new the new guy, Martin, I hope you're listening, he's been with us almost going on two years now. He's our thirteenth bass player. So we've been through a lot of them. Wow. Uh, so I think we passed his audition because he's still there. Um, <laughs> but he comes in from the West Side of Lansing for oh. rehearsal. That's where he lives. Wow. I mean, so that's wow. some serious dedication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, that's what it is. It's just you always give credence to the other people. And whoever's right about something, it'll eventually rise to the surface. But you just don't, life's too short yeah. to argue about stuff. Right. You know, and, and um, what made you guys take time off, like that time period you were talking about? Because I know noticed the, a- bar, the bar scene changed. It, oh. it, there were no places to play like we played for yeah. 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and it became canned music. You know, it became DJs. Mm-hmm. And oh, right, right. So there was, there was nothing. And unless you were a dance band for through the late 80s, through the 90s, there was no place for an original band to play, except right. for small little clubs, you know, that here and there. And you, right. like we do now, you play with three or four bands a night, and it's, mm-hmm. that's a tough that's a tough night, right? You know, where we used to play five nights in a row at the same place. We'd set up, we play four or five sets that night, and wow. it was it was a living. That's what we did. We made a living at this for a long time. Wow! But everything changed, and so original bands became more and more underground because there was no place to play. So that's what stopped. We just said, you know what? We just didn't feel like doing it anymore for all the work. Yeah, that we were doing, and the clubs mm-hmm. are getting harder and harder to find. And right. there were no good booking agents anymore either. I mean, right, we used to have right. some really good agents that did all the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is where yeah. you're playing. We would be booked up six, seven weeks in advance, knowing where you were going, what you were doing. So right. it's not like that anymore. And yeah, it, and I felt bad for a lot of the younger bands because we became as tight a group. Because we played so yeah, much. Right. I mean, if we made a mistake on a song, we all made the same mistake and it sounded like part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. But nowadays, there, for young bands coming up, there is no place for them to hone yeah. their craft. It's and that's tough. tough. Right, right. Now, did you guys ever work with a manager or how did you, who was the lead as far as doing the booking and uh, the that, business part of it? I would <laughs> say 
once we got into the 80s and we became the Christian band, that, that was me. We had other okay. people in the band, different personnel that dealt with the management company, and we had a couple of managers, per se, that you know made their, their cuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it never went really got any farther than playing the bar scene. Although... We did. We did open for Bob Seger on a New Year's yeah, Eve, which I was read very that. cool. I was, and that back then I wore. I didn't wear contacts. I wore glasses, mm-hmm. and I was so paranoid. It was ten thousand people at Wing Stadium, and wow. I took my glasses off so I couldn't see past the first two rows. <laughs> I just said, um, so, but so we did that, and we we opened for, for a lot of what I call the dinosaur bands. Uh, you know, like Steppenwolf and Nazareth right. and Foghat and all those bands, and it was great. Right. But that was the eighties, and there were places to play that book those bands, and right, and then things just changed. So right. we changed, and we two of the guys went back to school, got their got their degrees. I started a couple of different recording studios, and then I got into the automotive business, doing live shows for the automotive and I, uh, touring as they're called ride and drives, where they do new product launches. So because mm-hmm. of my technical background, I got into a very high-paying gig doing that. As a matter of fact, that's when I reconnected with Kevin Sharp. We had talked about him earlier. Okay. I got him a gig doing that same thing. So it was just kind of fun. What exactly know? is that? Uh, the car industries, mostly Ford at that time, would go to new uh, – when they have a new car come out, like the Taurus or the mm-hmm. Expedition or something, would go to city by city by city to have all the dealers come in and learn about them. It's a big top tent or it's Cobo Hall. And oh, wow. my job was to run the audio, video, everything, you oh. know, and actually run the show while the speakers would get up and run the things in between and stuff. And so it okay. was, it was, it was a, a car roadie, but you go to these shows and it'd be two or three days in one city, pack up, jump on a plane, go to the next one. And, wow. And I would work six months out of the year and made enough money that the other six months a year, I just played in the studio going, I should be wow. doing something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good gig. It was, it's a, it was a very cool gig. Mm-hmm. And, and it taught me a lot, taught me a lot about live shows too because mm-hmm. we worked with some very high-end race car drivers and stuff and watching them perform in front of audiences and stuff it, mm-hmm. it got me a little more comfortable being able to talk in front of people wow you know like doing this solo stuff that i'm doing i just started right. doing that this, yeah, so tell us about that it's it's a new calling of of sorts it's taking the music and message of sweet crystal and presenting it in a scaled down version Mostly for places that the band wouldn't fit mm-hmm. okay. or be able to get more to. like acoustics. Yeah, type exactly. Setting, yes. For doing okay. coffee houses and smaller okay. churches or okay. like this. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no way that the band could right. come here and do this, right. but I can come here and right. and present the same message and stuff, mm-hmm. although on a scaled down version. Okay. But it was it was stepping out for me, you know, because I've always had the guys with yeah. me, and once yeah. you step out on your own, right. You actually have to know the song, which yeah. amazed me. Because yeah. if you oh, make I a mistake. That, yeah. Yeah. There's no looking over here going, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> just like, what so. made you do that when I go off on your own at uh, this We point? retired. Jan and I both retired from our full-time day gigs. Congratulations. That's a, why you look so good. Oh, how kind. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How kind so, she, had been, she had been with the school district for as long as we've known each other, and I had mm-hmm. worked there for the last three years in the Board of Education. So we worked together for the last three years, same hours, drove in together, and it worked really well. We had wow. summers off. Well, nice. she decided to retire, and as soon as she said that, I said, well, I'm not working here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I retired. So I said, what are we going to do? And I said, you know what? I'm just going to see if I can actually do this. And I'd never done it before. And I, I only a couple of times that I ever played by myself. And I said, well, let's just try it. So that's that was the impetus to get out there and do it. I like doing it. 
I like doing it with my guitar player. We have the sweet, we call it Sweet Crystal Light, where there's two of us. Oh, that's cool. And then we do the trio with Steve. And then when we get Marty out there, there's four. So it all depends on how many people you can fit in a room. We can do that side and still do the song. So it's the, you're not rewriting. Uh, you're not coming out with new music. Oh, you're, no, we're still doing new music, but yeah. but these are, yeah, classic Crystal plus the new ones. Because okay. so, I'll, I'll use the backing tracks that we're working on in the studio mm-hmm. for, that's why I call it solo but never alone, because the guys are right there with the yeah. tracks. They're not always the big bombastic stuff, you know, with more, yeah. you know, scaled down version, yeah. but it's it's definitely them. Okay. And so that's what I like doing it because it's still a comfort factor for me. Yeah. And it's intriguing to see which of the songs come off. Some come off better yeah. than others in this environment. Right. The songs are still cool, but not all of them work in a coffee right. house. Mm-hmm. Right, know, so right, right. It's right. it's an education. So how me. how long have you been doing this? About so a year and a half. Now, oh, okay. So are you comfortable with it now? And oh yeah, now I sleep. I, yeah. just sleep. I just sleep. I just I just hit the play button now. I even got my voice in there. Yeah. I can just I just kind of look around going. You just spin a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Hey. yeah. So it's but there's there's always nerves. Yeah. yeah. And somebody asked me about that once, and I'm still getting nervous. I don't care what gig it is. I, you know what you I get do? nervous? I get nervous about the gear not working. I have more bad dreams of, <laughs> of keyboard rigs falling off the stage. You know, really? Going, I just, I just, that's what bothers me. I go, is this going to work when I hit this button? You yeah. Know? And if it doesn't, well, then you, you can sing a cappella, you know? But, yeah. But, so uh, you're working on new music now. Yes. Yeah. We're working on the next one. And if you've watched the progression of names of our CDs, the next one's called Seventh Heaven because it's our seventh release. Oh. Oh, I love it. And we try to always put the same amount of tracks on each of the releases. So this will be seven cuts on this. So, yeah, we're working on that. We've already got three, th- first three done. Okay. We're, we're trying to figure – we always try to put one cover tune on there too. We just always like to give something for people to recognize mm-hmm. kind of like – even though we change it quite a bit, we call it crystallizing a song. <laughs> oh, uh, I love like that. We do a Motley Crue tune, Home Sweet Home, that yeah. turned into you know what we do. You know, And so we always try to add one thing so people go, oh, so if we do that well, they'll – Listen right. to the other stuff. Go. Right. Oh, these guys are pretty right. good. Let's see what else I got. Right. So. Yeah. You have eight albums out, right? No, this will be seven. Oh, this uh, will be this, seven. This will be seventh. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, right. You just said. <laughs> okay. Um, I think and, we should hear a song. Yeah, oh, that's and it's going to be live. So are we videotaping? Yep, I got it pulled up right here. All right, I'm ready to go. We're going right. to live. Before okay. we do this. Pass one of those over to this what young lady. Pass one of these More over stuff. to this young lady. We got merch. I love Pass it. Pass over I that young lady. Too. These are just little sweet crystal Aww. swag bags. Just, I uh, love it. And just, we got a coaster here for our wine. <laughs> Custom made. It's a beautiful thing. I just figured, what the heck, you never go anywhere without bearing gifts. I love it. And I love your mission statement. Reaching the world one song at a time. So we're going to yeah. talk about that when you get back What's on nice the mic. The fact that if you do it one song at a time, you can do this forever because we're never going to get yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know what you mean by reaching the world, but we'll talk about that after your song. Well, what are you playing? You know, seeing we were talking about some of the new stuff that comes out, we wrote a, a love song for this next one. And being a Christian band, it's easy to talk to other Christians about, you know, the love of God. And well, what happens when you run into someone who may not be a believer, may have a bad right. Right experience with the church. It just doesn't want to hear that. How do you help them when you realize that they are hurting? Right. Well, that's why we wrote this song. And basically what we decided is the way you help them is you just tell them that you love them. And that's what this one is all about. When I tell you I love you When I tell you how much you mean to me When I tell you I need you 
well, I mean it for all eternity. I can see you wear your pain like armor. If it was me, well, I might just feel the same. But every trial and each new tribulation after a whole while they all start to fade away I understand you feel your heart is broken and it's your plan to never love again but here I am with a simple declaration. If you take my hand, I will help you to live again. When I tell you I love you, when I tell you how much you mean to me, when I tell you I'm well, I mean it for all eternity. Every moment of your life is so precious in God's sight. And in His kingdom, there is no one quite like you. And He is up to something there. Yeah. That you might not just see coming There is nothing that he won't do Oh baby, for you When I tell you I love you When I tell you how much you mean to me when I tell you I need you, well, I mean it for all eternity. When I tell you I love you, when I tell you I love you, when I tell you I love you, it's because he first loved me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Do you get people crying? What's that? Do you get people crying at your shows? Yeah, my drummer when I get off. Your drummer. He's just looking at me going, really? Dude, keep the peace. You know, that's one of the things I remember about the band is you guys always perform with such conviction. Like, just watching you right now, like, you, you, like, left this interview, I could tell. And you got into what you were doing, and it's just so emotional. Well, thank you for saying that. I we mean, feel, really. We feel like we've been given these songs. You know, people ask, well, who writes your song? And we just go, you know what? They, I got a new one I just started working on the other day. My wife bought me a grand piano for my last Oh, birthday. she did? I've never had an acoustic <laughs> piano. She bought me a little baby grand. Wow. And I just sit down. I just walk through the house, and all of a sudden, I sit down and play and keep going. But the other day, I started, I just came up with a whole new thing. And she goes, where is that from? I said, 
I must have stolen it from somebody because this thing is done. Wow. wow. Uh, hopefully she said I didn't steal it. So that's <laughs> I just got to finish the song. But it's just, that's what it is. It's just, they just come to us and we just kind of go, wow, who did that? So, like this one, this was a jam that we worked on. All of a sudden I said, wait, I got lyrics. Wow. Lyrics are the hardest thing. Lyrics are the toughest thing for me to yeah. to do because they got to mean something. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say it, but in some Christian music, it's just the same platitudes over mm-hmm. and over. And, and certain people need that. You know, sometimes the church needs just to know Jesus saves and sing it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the, the words have to actually reach out and, and actually tell you something mm-hmm. like that song. You know, So was there something that happened that gave you that message, that idea that people needed to hear yeah, that message? Yeah, you know what? It's, sometimes it's Facebook interactions. I've got oh. a couple of very vocal atheists. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do? Friends. You know, they're friends, and they will they will jump on a, uh, something we happen to say and just go, well, that's just garbage. You know, that's mm-hmm. uh, you're just trying to help, you know, give people hope over nothing. I go, no. Wow, you know, really? just trying to give people hope. It's yeah, not over yeah. nothing, but the fact that you don't believe, you know, but, uh, you know, Ronnie, if you're hurting, what do you do? You can't tell yeah. well, You know, God's got this. He'll take care of you, and he, he doesn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is why you do this. You know, you just tell me you love him, man. I just, yeah. you know, I'll get the, whatever I can do to help, I will help you with. The main thing that I will do is pray for you. But you don't tell him that because that kicks him right yeah. out. <laughs> That's right. But you know, my prayers work, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> That's everything I have to pray for. I got it right there. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. That, that really is cool. Thank what you. else are you going to play for us? I'll do, let's just do one more song. This is the song that got us back out into the world. Like I told you about the, uh, yes. the Wounded Warrior Project and stuff, and, and Russ Barnett got us doing this. What's the name of the song? The name of the song is called Warriors. Warriors. And we always tell people this song is written for the men and women of the armed forces, but also for their, Good. their family that stays behind. Because sometimes the sacrifice of the family is every bit as, right. as hard as what the... the the warriors do when they go out to protect us you don't have to support any war but you have to support the warriors and that's yeah. what this one is all about because that's we're here so well said thank you yeah beautifully said Will you pray for me? 
sun When we play has won Asking of our will be done We will stand upon the promise That will see your kingdom come Pledge my allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To that republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Yeah, for each. And every one of us, I will pray for you. And will you pray for me? And together lift our voices to the very sun. When we pray as one, asking of our will it be done, we will stay. This prayer for all the warriors facing down those very gates of hell. And I'm praying for that soldier who lies buried where he fell. And we pray for you, saints, and for us sinners, knowing this one thing, Lord, is true. Oh, we are all God's children. Thank you. <laughs> what what's your favorite song to play? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Hmm. My favorite song to play. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Especially after forty huh, years and doing an as many kind of gigs as I you guys really... have done, what song do you really just look forward to? Have to include in well, every set. There's a probably the most progressive song that we've ever written is called Prisoner Unbound from the uh, three CD, which was our third CD. CD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's the whole storyline is all about us and how wretched we feel and, and, you know, how often we fall and just basically saying, God, you know, there's no point. I don't get this anymore. Why, you know, you said you came to save me. Well, why is this so hard? You know, Ooh, and so the whole thing is about question. yeah, and you and you finally get through. It's a seven and a half minute song, wow, and it's, really? it's, it's usually our next to last song because after that I'm exhausted. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's 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 a fun one because it takes you through that whole gamut of who you are, and then you struggle with God, and eventually it comes around to the fact that you know that he that what he's offered you, and the the whole ending of the song is very uplifting because you know if I can stand, I can fly, but everybody else here 
wants this too. So I'm just right. going to stay here and help them fly as well. And right. the whole thing is just like. So and how many people ask that same question? Yes. Oh, exactly. I, mean, I think it. It's At tough. some point in life, everybody yeah. goes through it's, that. It's a tough world. Right. You know? It and, really and, and is. if you don't have that faith to fall on, man, right. there's, what do you got? You just have yourself, and that can sometimes right. be very weak. Right. How did you develop such a strong faith? It was my vocal cord thing. Wow. That really was it. Because really? I was brought up a Lutheran. Jan's mm-hmm. a Baptist. Steve's a uh, Catholic. We got all sorts of denominations. Uh, but, <laughs> Cover all the main bases. Yeah, but, I like that. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up in the Jesus Freak movement, and they totally turned me off from religion. Mm-hmm. You know, because back in the late sixties, and I'm dating myself, uh, these people were in your face. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. saves Jesus. You know, and yeah. I just like I don't need any of that. You yeah. know, So well, we left. I, you know, got in the band with the guys, and we were rock stars for ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, lived that whole lifestyle, and it wasn't until. I met Jan and started dating her, and and really the, the a book called "The Power of Positive Thinking" by oh Norman Vincent Peale <gasps> turned my life around because she had it at her house, and I just started reading it because I'm an really? avid reader. So I started reading it, going, "Look at all this stuff this guy has." So I started reading the Bible to check up on him, and the next thing <laughs> I, I know, that. I was just like, "Whoa!" And God's going, "Oh, this will be good. Watch this." Yeah. <laughs> I just I just turned wow. into somebody totally different. Wow. So Jan, when you met him, did you meet him at a show or? Yes. Well, actually, I was a teacher, and I had the summer off, and I was like my third year of teaching, and I was. Um, someone asked me if I would cover her shift at a club called the Underground, and I'd never been a waitress in my life, but I said, "Sure, why not?" And I was there. I looked across the crowded room, and he just took my breath away. Oh, oh! I know, I know. It was the only time I ever went there. It really? Was the only time wow. she ever did a gig like that. Wow! And but you were both on two different oh, paths. Oh, yeah, gosh, yes. I was there to hang out with the band that was playing because right. I knew them and, and have tequila shots. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> well, he yeah. had just signed a record contract, and he was with a group of he was with his band at another club, and I don't know why you came by there. I guess just to see the band. Yeah. And I, I he's sitting there, and this isn't what attracted me because when I first saw him, he was playing foosball. And he just, oh my gosh, whatever it was, it just was love at first sight. That's all I can say. I was so wearing then, a shirt my mom made me. Yes. Yeah, oh <laughs> it had gosh. owls on it. It had big long sleeves and all the, the and Freddie Mercury. And a pair of overalls. And a pair of overalls. Come wow. on. So I yeah. wouldn't be, yeah. Who wouldn't be attracted to that? Come on. Back in the day when I was using henna, so I had a nice oh, purple henna. and red yeah. hair. Oh, yes, yeah. you did. Oh, wow. I was gorgeous. You were the rock star, huh? <laughs> and so you met him in... Um, and well, I lost my keys. He left to go back to, well, I was right in the middle of the floor with a tray and I was delivering whatever it would be, drinks to a table. And he came right up to the middle of the floor. Well, he came up and talked to me. He was sitting at the bar on a bar stool and just people were almost in a line going up and talking to him. And I thought, who is this guy? I've never seen anybody that has had people just go up to him. And just, I owed a lot of people money. Well, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, now I know better. <laughs> but anyway, so um, he he came up to me and started talking, and then I just had to go because I was working, supposedly. You know, I was working that one night only. And he came up to me in the middle of the club floor and just gave me a kiss really quick and said, I've got to go. And I said, okay, and that was that. And then um, they were closing down. It was the end of the night, and he was there. And he said, I lost my keys. I can't find them. And I looked down. This is true. And the keys were right at my feet. And I said, are, are you these serious? Square? And he said, oh, my gosh, they are. So then we stayed and talked. 
and tell much, the rest. Much to the detriment oh, of the club because gosh. the club was, was supposed was to be closed. Pretty qu- it was 20 after help. 2. All of a sudden, it was a quarter to 3, and we're still talking. Wow. And there are still people there. The police walk in, and it's still open, and it should have been closed. They oh. walked in. They took that guy's license off the oh. wall and pushed us all out. That place never opened again. It was only there oh. for us to meet. Wow. And it, that are was it. That was the last serious? day it ever existed. Wow. So we're just kind of going... This is a whole nother show. I know. I know. This, is, this is like I a, think there's a Taco Bell there now, show. isn't there? Yeah, there's the a Taco Bell there. Yes. yes. Well, then he asked me for my number, and I thought, everybody you knows him wants his number, supposedly, I'm thinking. Yeah. So I just wouldn't give it to now him. Now she goes, I'm in the book. So I'm I in the phone book, around. and that was yeah. when they had phone books. Yeah. So he called me the next day, and we talked for three hours straight. Wow. wow. And I'm not Catholic, but... I was at, you know, we were in Ann Arbor, Eastern Michigan, Ypsilanti area, and I knew that there was a a 24-hour Catholic chapel there on campus, and I was right off campus. So after we got off the phone, I drove my car over to the 24-hour chapel, and I got down on my knees, and I just said, this is huge, and I said, it's bigger than me, and my heart was just taken away, and I just said, I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt if I dive into this, so I just said, I'm giving Mm -hmm. him over to you, God. And the rest is history. He asked me to come out and see him. He told me he was in a band, and I didn't know it. And this is really unbelievable. But I thought they couldn't be any good because I'd never heard of them. <laughs> and she was right. <laughs> Son of a gun. So he asked me to go out and see him. And the first song they played was Fooling Yourself so by, by Sticks, which happened to be one album she owned. At the time, yeah. And it was the first song we played. And <laughs> wow. it was just, oh, so it just, it's just All yeah. these, these we call them story. God nods. God's just going. Yeah, this is good. Life yeah. <laughs> so, do you look? Do you look back from you know when you first got into it to where you are now? The whole journey and everything, and see a lot of those God. Yes. Not yeah, and, and it still happens today. There, every day almost, you can just pick something and just go, "Wow, you know what that was?" Like this. Look at this. We yeah. saw Rocky play twice. Blown away, took Aww. our breath away, <laughs> and then when when you told me when Mark told me that you were the mom of Rocky, and he explained <laughs> to me who Rocky was, I said, "Oh my gosh, I want her to sing with you. I, I want know. you to Aww. sing with her." And he's yeah. written some and we're songs. Not, and we're not pushing it. But no, I write a lot <laughs> no. of music for female for vocalists. Yes. I, uh, yes. We've had a lot oh of good gosh. people sing oh, with wow. us, and I'm always yes. writing stuff going. Oh yeah, I need, I need a woman somebody, to sing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that's oh. that's very cool. Well, if she can't do it, I'll try it. No, there you oh. go. <laughs> Merck's like God. No, no I'll right. too. No, but that's oh. what I, I love. We've had a lot of very good people. A lot of DMA, yeah, winning ladies sing on a lot of our tracks. Oh, very cool. And we Get, used to I have heard a couple. Of yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah, Kathy was on that, very and Gail cool. Engling, and Amy Susan Hurd, and Jill Fitzgerald. Jill's up for four awards this year. Wow, classical vocalist, and she. Wow, we used to use two of them live, but everybody's. Schedules are just so freaking hectic, yeah. you know, yeah. especially if you're, a, I'd say, I'm a mom with two little 13-year-old oh, sure. boys and stuff, so right. they can't always come out and play, and I miss that. So we don't do some songs because I miss that yeah. tenor, you know, yeah. that, that female vocal yeah. that just right. cuts through and stuff. So it's, it's tough. So yeah. I, I was hoping to meet you and just kind of go, eh, I, know you're, I know you're really <laughs> busy, right. but I know it's, crazy. it's just never, it's all, at this point in my life, it's all about collaboration. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Know, I agree. These projects come along and yeah. I'm working on stuff right now. And I'm just kind of, and it's all over the internet. I just did a video game series that I never even met the freaking people. <gasps> wow. It just got notes and said, I need 30 seconds of this and this. And I'd send it back. They wow. never refused anything that I put together. So it must have been cool. And wow. then a check came in the mail. I went, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. 
amazing. So what kind of games are they? I have no idea. <laughs> that one, that one, this, the one thing was something about flying toasters in the, in the arena of doom. And I'm going, okay, what do you need? They just say, they'd say, listen to this one Queen song. I'm looking for a piano part like that, but I need something a little freakier. And I go, all right. And you just do it. And I would just do it and, and send it and, and go, yeah. And you just went, okay. That's, that's, that's not a bad way to do it. What, wow. what kind of advice would you give to people that um, are – Let's say young guys that you know are, are getting together right now. Try wanna... not to take anything personal. Uh, the, yeah, how do you handle that? That's very tough. You, the music business is a very tough business. Right. You have to have a thick skin, but you don't want the skin so thick that it seems like you don't care because you mm-hmm. have to care. You have to care about the people that you're playing for. You have to care about the quality of what you're offering them. But mm-hmm. you can't care so much that when somebody doesn't – respond to or like what it is you are doing as right. an individual that it stops you from doing it. So you have to have the conviction of who you are and what you're trying to do. You want to respect everybody that's out there that you're trying to get to listen to you, but you can't be you know, you can't be deterred by detractors because nobody wants you to win. Mm-hmm. You're the only one that wants you to win until you start winning, and then people right. want you to win because they want to yeah. go with you. So <laughs> yeah, you're right about it's that. Very hard. That's so true, and it's sad. But that's the human condition. That's nothing right. to do with who you are. It's right. Just, that's the way people are. Unless you have, forgive me, a higher calling. Mm-hmm. You know, and which I try not to ever say anything negative about anybody. I'm, do you, do you I'm think still that envious. Sweet Crystal had a higher calling? Yeah, I think we do. Uh, why are we still together? I mean, I, and I hate yeah. to say that. This is 44 years for the same three right. guys. Yeah. We still like each other. We still get together. We yeah. just keep Not doing it. Not one fight ever. Nothing. Nobody's ever quit the band. Nobody's ever stomped out. We've just, it's just, it's just a <laughs> wow. band of What's good the biggest men. challenge you guys have had as a band? Getting enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, biggest challenge. You know what? They're really, I guess it's just finding, the biggest challenge is getting off the couch to finish stuff. Um, I, I, you know, luckily we had a producer for the last two CDs that actually made us get in there and finish. Otherwise, it was ten years between releases. Wow! And we figured the best of. We're all going to be 107 years old <laughs> by the time that comes out at this rate. But he really, he really goaded us, and we were paying big money for the studio. We went somewhere else for the first time, and we. And we got it done. And then the next one came within a space of a year. And we said, wow. you know, we can actually do this. Yeah. And so now this new one we just started. And I go, let's, we'd like to release two singles this year and okay. try to get the thing done by the end of the year. So Excellent. now it's no, it's not as hard, but it was for a while. We just, there was, there was no reason other mm-hmm. than we should just do this. So there yeah. was no, there was nothing, nobody yeah. pushing us. Right. And mm-hmm. so we didn't push ourselves. We just got together and played and we loved playing and. You know, that just seemed to satisfy us. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the long-term picture? What what else is on Broadway. The... Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Writing, a, uh, writing a Broadway-style show really? using the talent that I've met along the way here in the Motown. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got, we've got the storyline. I've got the music. It's just a matter of putting it together in – so from A to B, it makes sense. Wow. You know, and then there are people here – that have the talent to pull it off. There are so many good musicians, so many right. amazing singers and I stuff. I agree with you. And I go, you. why can't we use something like, you know, LCA, Little Caesars Arena, to put on a Vegas-style Broadway show that wow. plays here continually? And different people can step in and play the different parts. Yeah. But, you know, wow. Vegas has shows that go right, for right, decades. Right, right, right. You know, and you know there's revolving people there. And I just go right. and, and want it to be positive. It's going to be mm-hmm. about veterans. It, it's going to – I don't want to – Okay. Know, you know, yeah. <laughs> he mentioned Vegas. You've got to tell your Liberace story. I don't know if anybody's ever heard this. 
You have ten we seconds. Were, right, we, went, yeah. <laughs> we, we went to Vegas to see Liberace because I was enthralled with his playing and who he was and stuff. And mm. I wanted to give him Sweet Crystal's first cassette. So that's what year it was, 85. Uh, and we had Power and Glory. It just came out. And I just thought, man, this guy could hear this and do something. So we went and saw him at the place he was at. We got table right down front. We're sitting watching. He's wow. doing his show. And he comes walking out singing to people. And I stood up to, and he shook my hand. And I handed him the cassette. He did? And he looked at it. And he stuck it in his cup. He did? Oh, my god! And I'm afraid to say he died just a little while just after that. Just a little that. bit after. So we're just hoping he got to hear that and maybe something in the music talked to him because he passed away right after that. And I go, wow. I hope it wasn't that first cut. <laughs> 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 wow. But anyway, so that was somebody I wanted to meet and I got him. This, and, and he and made, did. And it was in, so that was an interesting story. Wow. That's great. And those that little God amazing. nods, you know, he yeah. just goes, yeah, well, yeah. he's going to need this. And yeah. One of my favorite quotes is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plan. That's, that's nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, that was good oh, that's one. I'm going to do this. Thank you for that. Well, we only have a few minutes uh, left. We got to so get to Thank you so much Well, how can people get a hold of you, follow you? You know, it's any, just type in Sweet Crystal. And basically, we're the first 17 Google pages, yeah, which is kind of fun. I know. But it's not sweet, hard to yeah, find it. Sweetcrystal.com, and there's mailing, okay. uh, email lists, and that kind of stuff. But, and uh, your music's all on sweetcrystal.com. Yeah, everything's okay. there, and it's, and it's it's on all the platforms. Okay. And stuff. Can we uh, ask how you can find Rocky? Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, you can find Rocky at everythingrocky.com. <laughs> is that what it's called? Everything yeah, Rocky? Yeah, everything Rocky. Yeah, all right. my social media. Sweet. So. All right, Rock. We have to. Uh, um, we have my favorite part this here is our fortune cookies. We always end our show with our fortune cookies here. So nice. Oh, yeah. we love fortune cookies. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. You guys doing this again? <laughs> oh, every Wednesday. So, you toss the cookies. Oh, oh, that one. You toss yours. cookies. That's after yeah. too much yeah. of this wine. It's, it's no, it's whichever. No, this one's actually mine. It's looking at me. It's whichever way the prongs are facing. Oh, how neat! If they're facing you, that means that was meant for you. So this is a royal oak thing. I had no idea. Now this is a nooner show thing. (laughs) Yeah, this is fabulous. So how are we going to end it though? With sweet crystal? Yeah, I think with sweet crystal. I think so. We always pick a different ending, but yeah, we'll do it with sweet crystal. Yep. Sweet crystal. So what do you do with these? Okay, so you're going to read it out loud, and then you're going to say sweet crystal. Yes, I do. Mine says you will be called (gasps) in to fulfill a position of high honor and responsibility. Sweet crystal. No way. Are you you serious? Put the date on the back of it. Yeah, you have to put the date on it and save that. (laughs) And you have to say with sweet crystal is how you end it. Well, this has already come true. Mine says you are going to have a pleasant experience with sweet crystal, Rocky and Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) I get all that on there. (laughs) (laughs) Mine says there are 365 days in a year. May all 365 of your dreams come true with sweet crystal. There you go. Uh, good news is on the way with Sweet Crystal. Oh, there you go. Well, I like and this too. Mine says a happy event will take place shortly in your home with Sweet Ooh. Crystal. Oh, right. have to play one. the music at Concert home. Jackie's. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Concert at Jackie's. Yeah, right. Thank you guys so Thank much you. and good luck on the 26th. We're going to be there, by the way. Oh, We're good. broadcasting we'll yes. up on the second floor. This yeah. will be our third year. Third year. Rocky, yep. are, you, are you up for something? I don't know, actually. No. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. We'll give 
give you one of ours. Sorry. Oh. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'll take one of yours. <laughs> yeah, you have enough of them there. Yeah. I got no room. So no how, room. how many nominations this year? Six. Six. So wow. But unfortunately, I'm up against my guitar player in one of the categories. That's great. <laughs> That's okay, though. So I know. It's still it. fun. Yeah. You have tied t- two other times? Yeah, I have tied a few times, which is always oh, cool. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. it's great. Oh, and they, they, actually, cool. they actually do ties with us. Great. So. Oh, well, we're cool. going to be broadcasting on the second floor over by the balcony. This um, is our third year doing a live stream really? broadcast. Oh, we'll be by. So, yeah, come by because we want to hear about your experience. And the question is going to be, how does music impact your life? That's nice. what we're going to be asking. Look forward to that. So. All right, and you are listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support, and we hope you get inspired to take your leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at The Nooner Show. And remember, sometimes the only mode of transportation available is is a a leap leap of of faith. faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith, and happy hump day, and thank you, sweet Crystal, for adding some sweetness to the day today. Nicely done. All right.